We are live. Uh, welcome to the Voices of Freedom podcast by Freedom a la carte. Uh, each week on here, you will hear some pretty mind-blowing interviews uh, from survivors, professionals. Um, you'll also learn some actionable tips that you can implement in your life uh, to become an advocate for human trafficking survivors. I also think we'll have um, some things that you can take uh, personally and learn about yourself and maybe some loved ones in your life that might not even be survivors. I want to thank you for spending some time with us today. And uh, we're going to jump into this first episode of our... <laughs> this is actually take two of episode one. Uh, yeah. We we came up with this great idea to be have a podcast. Actually, it was my idea, and I kind of just put Mandy in it. So who are you? I'm Devin. I'm Devin. Uh, and that lovely lady speaking was Mandy. Um yeah, so I'm Devin. I'm the marketing manager here at Freedom, and I had this great idea to start a podcast, and I did a bunch of research, presented it, and everyone was like, yeah, it's going to be amazing, and now that I'm into it, it is not easy, guys, <laughs> but we're figuring it out. Um, we're going to do take two, and hopefully this is the last take for episode one, um, and hopefully, you know, it'll just get better the longer we go, like everything else. Uh, practice makes something yeah. Not, not perfection, but practice makes it better. Right. <laughs> so um, we're going, I'm going to um, share a little bit about myself. So I'm originally from Northwest Ohio. Um, I grew up on a small hobby farm. What's I, that? <laughs> I had cows, some pigs, um random assortment of animals. I even had a pet groundhog and raccoon at one point. Yeah, straight, straight uh, country girl here. Um, I fell in love with the agriculture industry and I went to college and got a degree in agricultural communications and wound up not doing that at all, which is completely fine with me because when I was previously working in the agricultural industry, I worked for nonprofits, but none of them really felt like I was doing any good. Like, we did good, but I didn't feel like I was making a difference in the world. Um, so here at Freedom, I feel like I make a small difference um, in our community, and I'm really happy here. Um, my hobbies, I'm still struggling with this one. Um, <laughs> Plants. Know. Plants. I don't know why I put this on here. I hate this question. <laughs> what are your hobbies? I don't know. Um, I try not to kill plants, and I... You love know, pit bulls? I do love my dogs. I used to be um, a part of the rescue community, community, um, but I don't do that anymore. Um, but I have two pit bulls, and... <laughs> that was me sitting in the mic. <laughs> um, Blooper! I... I also like to eat tacos, so, Mandy, oh, I think I was pressing the, I was pressing a button, I don't know if any of that recorded, okay, we're just going to keep going, uh, Mandy, <laughs> tell me a little bit about yourself. Uh, I'm Mandy, and I am a human trafficking survivor, um, I first heard about uh, Freedom a la carte through Catch Court, actually. We can get into that a little bit later. Um, 
but I, I first started working here in 2016. I was in um, our workforce development program and um, I went back to school. I became a counselor. I left here and was a counselor at a treatment center for a while. And then I came back and now I'm the resource manager here at Freedom. And I get to work directly with survivors um, and what we call them here are butterflies. So I work with our, our butterflies and, um, you know, uh, for a woman in recovery uh, from multiple things, um, I spend a lot of time helping others, which is what I've been taught is, you know, what I, <clears throat> what I have, I have to keep uh, giving it away so I can keep it. Um, and that's part of why I want to be a part of this podcast is because I want to help educate our community um, not only about human trafficking, but mental health, um, addiction, relapse, and different things like that. Um, some people aren't aware, and then there are people who are aware, but maybe they don't know what to do in, in certain situations. And we're hoping that um, we can give people a, a realistic approach to things and, and, and insight on people that are struggling with different things. Um, so really excited about that. Um, I also have some hobbies listed on here. <laughs> it is a weird question. It's always, like, awkward talking about yourself. Um, yes, I hate that. Or, like, people are like, what do you like? And I'm like, I I don't know. I don't know. Um, I like sitting on my couch and binging Netflix. Is that a hobby? Yeah. So I did recently um, pick up gardening this year. Um, I sold a house and bought another house and the person I bought the house from <laughs> was a huge gardener so I don't know what I'm doing half the stuff's dead um <laughs> there's weeds everywhere I did get some tomatoes and peppers um next year I'm gonna take a different approach because I had no clue what I was doing um I also love traveling I try to travel as much as possible I will take a hundred short trips over one long vacation a year every time um, and I, uh, recently got married, so that's pretty cool, and, um, I love writing she my... She had a Star Wars themed wedding, guys, in yes. Las Vegas. <laughs> yes. How, how awesome is that? Yeah, we're dorks, but it's fine. Um, and I love riding my motorcycle. Um, I did recently go to, uh, Harley-Davidson riding school and bought a Harley-Davidson and, um, my husband and I like to ride together, and another um, woman in recovery that is a friend of mine, her and I go riding every Sunday, and it's amazing. Like, talk about freedom. That is some freedom right there. Do you have your lover yet? No. Are you going to get lover? I have a jean jacket. <laughs> Does it have anything on it? It has, like, the Harley logo on the back and, like, a skull, of course, because, you know, I love skulls. Does so. Sean wear leather? I got him a leather vest. Yeah. Does that French? <laughs> no. I purposely got one without French because I didn't think he'd wear it and I didn't want to waste my money because leather's expensive. So him and his friends want to start um, a sober motorcycle club. Oh, um, that's cool. There's already one out there called Arms, so they want to call it. They want to call theirs Legs. legs. How did I know? <laughs> How did I know? Yeah. Arms probably stands for something, doesn't it? It does. You asked me too quick. I don't... So now they're going to have to come up with something for their... Isn't it called like an acronym or something? Yeah. 
Yeah, they, I, I can't, I don't remember what it is, so I'm going to try to make something up. No, I mean, they're going to have to come up with something for legs. Have to yeah, they did, head. but I, oh. I don't know what that is either. Oh, they actually did. Okay. <laughs> they have a logo. It's going to be from, um, I forget the movie. It's the leg lamp. Oh, yeah, Christmas Story. Yeah. <laughs> they want to use that as, like, their symbol, like, their thing on their jackets. Oh, my gosh, boys. Yeah. Um. Okay, so that's a little bit about us. And so how this podcast got started, um, actually, me and Mandy... We both started last year, and we got approached from other members on the team to work together on a stigma reduction campaign via social media. Um, The bulk of my job is managing our social media accounts, and so I don't really have a background of human trafficking like Mandy does, so um, we worked together on creating content for that campaign and it was really successful we had great feedback on it and we both really liked working together and being a part of that project and we both like raising awareness um ending stigmas um you know all the things and that's how i got the idea for the podcast and we actually just got another grant for this podcast that's how we got here and um our idea of this podcast is to give survivors a platform to share their story um, and advocate for human trafficking survivors to educate our community and to do that we're going to bring on we're going to bring guests on the show like um, human trafficking experts mental health professionals like my new organizations and human trafficking task force and of course survivors Um, we're also hoping to have some of our current survivors here at freedom who are working in our workforce development work program? Workforce development program um, be on the show too. So lots of exciting things coming. Um, like I said, this is a this is only going to get better from here. Um, but we wanted to do a quick introduction podcast so you guys knew who we were and who the heck Freedom Walkart is. So Mandy, do you want to share a little bit about how you got involved with Freedom? Yeah, so I actually, um, I'm a catch graduate. I was in catch court um, in 2016. I graduated in 2017. Let's, let's share what catch court is. So catch, it's a specialty docket in Franklin County that is um, specifically for human trafficking survivors. Uh, catch stands for Changing Actions to Change Habits. I will say from my experience, um, because I do have um, addiction issues, I've been sober now almost six years, but yeah, catch uh, is so unique compared to any other uh, court docket, and um, it was amazing. My experience was amazing, and it's really cool that my position here at Freedom, I still get to work with catch and the ladies there, but anyways, I... um, So it's really intense. It's a two-year program. Uh, You have to do treatment. You have to be at catch court um, every week and um, report to a probation officer still um, and do drug testing and those those typical court things. But also you, the staff, the court staff and the staff involved at the treatment centers, they're trauma-informed. They have just such a unique approach to women and helping women like me 
Um, it's amazing. It's um, sometimes they do have. I know with COVID things are really crappy all the way around. Um, but they they used to have open court sessions, and um, some people from the public could come and just kind of witness the camaraderie and the connection that um, the ladies get there. I don't know how that is now, like I said, because of COVID, but um, it's a really cool experience and something you kind of have to witness or know about to really understand. Um, but one day, it was 2016, I was in catch. Um, I was at court on um, our court day and uh, you go around in court and you kind of share where you're at, what you're doing, what you're struggling with, what you're doing well. And so I, I shared that I wanted to start working. I felt like it was time. I was in school, but I was only going part-time. And, you know, I was getting ready to be on my own, but I didn't have a job. I wasn't making money. Um, I had no means to actually move out on my own. <clears throat> so I uh, shared that I wanted to work. And Paula, um, Paula Haynes, our CEO here at Freedom All Cart, she was actually at Catch Court that day. And she tapped me on my shoulder and gave me her card like, hey, when you know, when you're, cause Catch has to approve everything. So she's like, when you're allowed to work, um, just call me, give me a call and, and we'll get you set up. And I felt really special. I was like, oh my gosh, she sees how special I am and wants you to- You are special. <laughs> she's like, she wanted to give me a job. So um, it made me feel really special. And uh, when I was allowed to start working, um, I did reach out to Paula and she referred me to, um, April Thacker, uh, she was the case manager here at Freedom um, during that time, and uh, she helped me apply for the job. And so I, I did, I applied, I did the interview process, and I didn't really know what Freedom was. I knew they, like, did kitchen work. So I'm like, this is a <laughs> restaurant job, basically. Um, so I'm like, cool, I can do that. I can handle, like, making food and stuff. So, um, I didn't understand that it was like a whole program and that I would get extra help with things and, um, that it was like a, a beginning point for my career to take off. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I, you know, I worked in the kitchen and April, like I said, was the case manager. And so she started, she wanted to do all these things with me and I'm like, why are why does she want to know all my business I'm like I don't I'm not doing a budget with her like this is my job why why do I need to do a budget with you you didn't realize that you were like in the workforce development program yeah no I had no I just thought it was like a job I'm you know what I mean like I'm working in a kitchen like it's just a catering company Mm -hmm. I had no idea what freedom was and so like and then I met with a chef that was here at the time and she's like "You, you have to do these things she's your case manager like you need to you know, do a budget with her and she's going to help you accomplish things. And I just wasn't at that time for a very short period of time. I wasn't in the frame of mind of like getting help from her. Cause yeah. I'm like, I'm already in catch. I'm already in counseling, um, all these things. But I, you know, I, I became open to it and she helped me get my license. Uh, she let me practice driving in her car. Uh, my mentor that Freedom paired me with went to court with me every time um, when I was getting custody back of Bryce, which is Aww. my son. And um, they provided me so much love and support through uh, my transitions in life, like going from treatment to a sober living to a home on my own. They helped me furnish my first place. Paula and her husband actually came over and like her husband helped put Bryce's bed together. Aww. And, 
Yeah, and April helped me move everything in. And yeah, so it was just like kind of like all hands on deck, like always helping each other. And Freedom is very much a family. Yeah. So um, that's kind of how I got, not kind of, that is how I got involved with um, Freedom. And, um, and then, you know, when I was ready to leave, it's always scary to like put your two weeks in and quit a job. And like yes. you think everyone's going to be mad. And yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't have that experience with freedom. They were so loving and so supportive and um, told me, you know, if it doesn't work out, that I could always come back. Mm-hmm. And so um, I went on to a treatment center and uh, did that for a while. <laughs> and um, I was, my heart was always with, like, working with survivors. I wanted to work with people like me. And mm-hmm. I was working with people in recovery, but... It wasn't all women, and they didn't understand the in-depth, like, trauma and things like that. And um, what Freedom does is so unique. I, I wanted I, I would stalk Freedom's website. Like, when, <laughs> when is the position going to open that I want to, that, you know, I want to be a part of? And then it did, the resource manager, which is what I am now. So mm-hmm. here we are. It came full circle. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Mandy did touch a little of who Freedom is, but to give you, um, I guess, a big picture view, we are a catering business slash cafe and bakery, creates a safe place for survivors to in, like reach self-sufficiency, and within that, we provide them a job, help teach them life skills. Um, like Mandy touched on, we provide a lot of resources, resources, uh-huh. um, which is more of what Mandy's team does. Um, she's on the supportive services team, so she can go in depth through each episode with you whenever we touch on one of them. But to name a few, we have a mentor program, education, driver's license, expungements, peer support services. So we have... Um, butterflies in our program who also got their like peer support certificates or their cdca license and they get to work directly with the women as well um which is a huge part like i said in recovery it's really big to give back and um work with people like us it's what helps us stay sober and Mm -hmm. sane we also have tattoo and branding removal which i think is amazing one that it kind of caught me off guard the first time that Susan brought it up because I was like really naive and I was like branding removal <laughs> and I didn't know that that happened like there's yeah. so much that non-survivors like don't know like yeah like I had a survivors inc um help me um and funded a tattoo to get covered up on the back of my neck I had I got a tattoo and I thought I was getting something I had picked out and um the man that was in my life at that time told the tattoo artist to to actually give me a different tattoo and so it had his initials and like it was so ugly and um so I base I was like branded by this tattoo with his name on my neck for for maybe like 15 years um yeah, so Survivors Inc. is one of the places that we use for tattoo cover-ups. And, um, yeah, they covered it up, and it's so beautiful now, and I don't mind people seeing it. And, you know, I love tattoos, so. Mm, yes. Love tattoos. 
Yeah. Um, it's one of my favorite things that we do. Yeah, a lot of our girls and team members are tatted up, which is awesome because I love tattoos too. So I feel comfortable here because my previous jobs, I did not feel like... You could be you? Yes. <laughs> Freedom <laughs> lets you be whoever you want here. So um, that's another amazing part about working here. Um, but yeah, so we started off as a catering company and we just opened our first cafe and bakery um, in April 2021. It has been in the process or a thought for many years, like many, many years. Yes. Like I saw documents where I think it was talk- being talked about in like 2012. Yeah. So <laughs> like it's been a work in progress for many years and we um, finally made it happen. And we're in, like, the most gorgeous space in downtown Columbus. We're here on Spring Street, um, 123 East Spring Street, if you ever want to stop by and check us out. So I want to say, too, um, Paula is uh, the CEO, like I said before. But So she's had a major um, hand in designing this building and picking it and the location and everything. And, and it's so awesome that, like... She, she's all about being like all inclusive and getting everyone's input and Mm -hmm. um everything about this space was designed um with a trauma-informed approach so the color schemes the windows the arrangements of the tables the placement of things and the exits and um I think that's so huge for for people coming out of the lifestyle that we've been a part of for so long to even just to not notice but know you feel calm, but yeah. like people may not understand like the colors help you feel calm or, mm-hmm. you know, the chair being over here feels safer than it being in another spot. So do you want to talk about like the Freedom Loft and the April Factor <clears throat> Butterfly Lounge? Yeah. So um, like Devin was sharing, we have the cafe space, which is on the main floor um, of the building that there are three levels Um to this building, um, the very downstairs is where all the catering and um, Freedom at Home magic happens. And then the middle floor is the cafe and the kitchen for the cafe. And then upstairs is what we call the Freedom Loft. And it's a open workspace, um, which I thought was really cool. Another thing I think Paula came up with um, is we have like a rotating workspace. So no one has an office. Um, no one has a private space there are private spaces but no one has a designated like private space that's theirs um and the reason behind that is so that no one feels excluded and um Mm -hmm. I love that because you hear a lot when the women come up because the women we work with the butterflies they come up and this is where their space too like the butterfly lounge is up here as well but you hear them like oh is someone sitting here oh is, is this someone's space and so it's like really cool to like reiterate like no one has a spot so wherever you want to sit is your place and um you're not taking anyone's place or spot like no guilt no shame like sit where you want and let's you know let's work on these things but um so I shared about April Thacker before she was the case manager for Freedom a la carte for for a long time and she's actually the one that um started the butterfly program and gave it the name and um she's touched so many people's lives and done so much for so many women in freedom a la carte um but last year she did pass away it was sudden unexpected um and it really hit our community community pretty hard so we dedicated the butterfly lounge to april um it's called the april thacker butterfly lounge 
we have a big picture of April and her smile um, hanging up up here um, so that she's remembered and um, she gets brought up often. Like I said, this space is all inclusive and, um, you know, we have the lounge, which it has like a wraparound couch, a table um, with chairs, like a dining table and then a, a coffee table and we have a kitchenette. So there's always food. There's always drinks and snacks and, um, you know, we have that space for the women to be here and feel safe and comfortable and they can come here for any reason or no reason at all. So there's days I spend, I'll wait, like everyone's out, like leaves from work and I will hang out here all by myself <laughs> with the lights off, just chilling on the couch, not ready to go home to husband and kids. <laughs> yeah, Taking some time for yeah. myself. So next episode, we're going to have a special guest um, who is actually one of Freedom's first survivors to go through the Workforce Development Program, and she will be here to share a little bit of her journey, um, how she got involved with Freedom, and where she is at now. Um, we're really excited to have her join us, yes. and we appreciate you spending time with us today, and we would greatly appreciate it if you let us know your thoughts about today's episode on Apple Podcasts. Each review helps us continue producing episodes and putting out valuable education. Give us feedback and ideas. We want to hear it. And hopefully you uh, <laughs> tag along for the next episode. Um, it's going to be a fun and bumpy ride. <laughs> yeah, we obviously don't know how to end this, so I'm just going to click stop. <laughs>